Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. So this morning, my message is actually about handles for a successful year. Handles for a successful year. Right? You got it. Cool. So if I have to ask certain people in the congregation what success is, I'll get a different a different feedback. You guys with me? Let's test it. Where's the microphone? Right, over there. So let's see. Uh, I'm going to pinpoint people this morning. I'm going to get myself deep into trouble. I don't care. Right, let's see. Hey. Yes, over there. Black shirt. Come on. Right. So in your own words, what would you say success is? Positive growth in the retail industry. Positive growth in the retail industry. That's your truth. Awesome. There's no wrong or right answer here. Okay, guys? Right, who's next? Who wants to volunteer? No one's volunteering. Oh, come on, Chris Kuhn. There we go. Well done, buddy. Yeah. Success for me is seeing my family and my children prosper more than I do. Well, good. Good. Okay, let's see one more. Uh, There. Go, Pat. And then after Pat, I'll pick one more. To do Jesus' advice. Cool. And then over there, Kerry, one more over there. Yeah, so to me, uh, success would be, you know, a, a good relationship with Jesus Christ. A good relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on. Good. Right? Okay, and Janine. One more Janine. <laughs> okay, there you go, Kerry. Let's do Janine. Janine, Janine, one more. We've had a couple of this side. Let's do, let's do one more this side. Come, Janine. Love it. I'm just coming out the other side, literally at the end of the year, alive. <laughs> coming out the other side, being just being alive. Okay, cool. All right, so thanks, Caddy, and happy birthday, bud. Yeah, very cool. Right. Thank you, Jax. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Right, so there is... Did you guys hear that there's, each person has his own definition of what success is, right? Cool. So the world standard, the world in general, they've got an expectation of what success is, right? So let's talk about it. Some people say it's, it's finances, it's a big house, it's a happy family, it's a great uh, social media following. I mean, youngsters these days on social media are doing the most absurd stuff just to try and find a lot of followers, I mean, have you seen the latest thing where they're doing like dance faces with their face like, and with their eyes and whatever and then people love it. I'm thinking myself, in my day we had jackass movies that kept us entertained. So, but today's youth is just next level, man. And, uh, and for me, I think that we, we're missing it somewhere. We are missing it somewhere because what is success? What is success really? And so this is success in, in my books, Right? But I want us to go to the following scripture, and that will be in Genesis 39. Can we go there? Who's got their Bibles here? If you have your Bible here, congratulations. Genesis 39 from verse 2 to 4. And this has got to do with Joseph. You know that guy Joseph, right? The guy that, that the, the promise was the palace, but he first had to go via the prison. You know that guy? So from verse 2, it says, The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar, 
Notice this and realize that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. So this pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Wow. Right? Joseph was a slave here. Can you see that? Joseph wasn't high mighty. Joseph was a slave. But yet Joseph was what? Successful. Joseph was successful whilst he was a slave. And why was Joseph successful? Because God was with him. Well done. God was with Joseph and that made Joseph successful. And so here's the thing. Why was God with Joseph? Because Joseph has shown the Lord that even through hard times, through trials and tribulations, that he was obedient and he was connected. Obedience and connection is what kept him with the Father. And because of that, the Lord was with Joseph. And because the Lord was with Joseph, gave him, the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Come on. So I'm smelling there's some, there's, some, there's some easy way for us to actually obtain success in trying to find it in the worldly views, but actually finding it in here. You guys with me? But what I enjoy the most, what I enjoy the most is verse 3, right? Verse 3, it says here, Potiphar notices and realized that the Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar noticed this. So here's the thing. He noticed that the Lord was with Joseph, so he knew, he, he connected that the Lord is with Joseph, and this is why he has success. So Potiphar identified success as also with being with the Lord. It's as simple as that. And so the thing is, success is based on obedience and connection. Obedience and connection, Right? Because just being obedient, just being obedient can only be, can be religious. You understand what I'm saying? Just being obedient can be religious. So we have to be obedient and we have to have a tangible, personal relationship with the Father. Because He leads us on a daily basis. And so that's what Joseph did. And Joseph went through hell and back. I mean, you know that his Potiphar's wife accused him of all kinds of stuff because she wanted his... Yeah, she wanted to salsa, and then he was like, no, I don't salsa, and then he landed up in prison, okay? Anyway, so, listen, let's not talk about prisons, guys. Can I tell you one thing? All right, so Jake's decided that uh, it's his birthday today, and he's a big 4-0, so yes, man, congratulations. Yeah, give the man a hand. And Gerry's also, how old are you, Gerry? Where's Gerry? How old are you now? 36. And Privat is 38, am I right? 35. 35. Oh, 35, yes. Okay, he's the younger one. So Jake decides that he's going to, you know, he wants to do something for his birthday on Friday night, so we all land up going to a place called The Great Escape. Have you ever been there? Have you ever heard of it? It's like a, it's like a room where you get locked up and you've got to get yourself out of there with your teammates. Very cool, very interesting. But uh, Jake's is a bit, uh, how can I say, enthusiastic, Yes times 10. So he decides, no, we're going to go to the, to the hardest room in South Africa. It's actually labeled as the hardest room in South Africa. It's called the basement, right? And then not just that, he also decides that he's going to make it the hardest level you can find. 
right? So the odds are stacked against us because we were a motley crew. You know what I'm saying? It's not the brightest crowd. I'm not the brightest crowd. Anyway, so guys, can I tell you, you have an hour to get out of all these things. So we were split into two groups. We had six of us split into two groups and we were chained to, to poles and you've got to get that lock off because that guys have got to help you get your locks off and you've got to help and it's like vice versa. And we managed to get our locks off. Right? That's the only locks we got off. So we're like, yeah, we did well. They said, no, you guys, like, not even a quarter of the way. So on the way home, I said, guys, you know what? We're not taking God's word literally. You know why? We should have just did what Paul did. We should have just worshipped and the chains would have been fallen off. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So, sorry, I digress. So here we go. So, obedience and, and connection, obedience and intimacy with the Father is what gives us success, Right? Because people in this world chase after all the other stuff, which is fluff and dust. Money, success, fame, all those things. And some guys have got it right in terms of their families, which is cool. I know of many stories. I, we love watching documentaries and biographies of people and how they've, what they've done with their lives. And, you know, what is that guy? Ferrari. Not Ferrari. Um, Lamborghini. Man, that guy's life story is tragic. Have you guys watched it? Oh, it's tragic. He lost everything. You know, his wife, his child. He's got all the success, but he's lost everything. And so it reminds me of that scripture in Mark, Mark 8, verse 36. It says, you know, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, but yet forfeit their soul? Hey, you gain the whole world, but yet you forfeit your soul. And so I was like, mm, okay, Lord, so if I am obedient and I have a connection with you, because if you are the vine and I'm in you, you know, then I can gain, but I can keep my soul intact. I can have a healthy balance, right? Because we're on mission, isn't it? Yeah, we're on mission every single day. And then you get the other people, right? That they're like racing horses in the cages waiting to get out. You know, it's New Year's. Happy New Year! And and then they got these ideas and they want to go. And then those cages open up and then the horse fumbles or the jockey does something, you know, silly. And then the whole year is a mess because they've labeled it on that one instance that happened and they've said, no, this is a terrible year. JP actually showed me something which said, there was, a, there was a meme that said, man, I just missed it, but I know 2024 is going to be my year. <laughs> Yo, people, that's just wrong, right? Stuff happens. Change happens. Like this morning, change happened here. Hey, you're sitting in a different chair. You're sitting to somebody new. Mm. And you also know something about that someone, am I right? Did you score something this morning? You scored some information, hey? And some of you have got a different perspective from where you are right now. Some of you have never seen that side of the building. It's okay. I'm not, I'm, 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 uh, it is true, right? Because we get so stuck in our ways of doing things the same every single year. And, and God, the God that I know, man, the guys that know me, my slogan is, comfort and growth cannot coexist. You're either growing or you're comfortable, one of the two. So we should always be stretching. God is always stretching us. I love the word that you shared this morning, Rob, so it was amazing. God is calling us higher, right? And so there's some indicators that people use throughout the, I use throughout the years, right? Some indicators of my obedience and my intimacy with them. And the first one is that I ask myself is, how do people feel when they leave my company? How do people feel when they leave my company, right? Do they celebrate me 
or do they celebrate me when I leave? That's true. Let's, let's be honest. There's people out there that are lemon-sucking advertising princes and queens that seriously, if they said, I want to have some time with you, like, what day? I'm sure I'm busy that day. It is true. Because guess what? People don't want to hang around people that are miserable all day. Right? And I love this. It says, whoever God is to me, whoever God is to me, God is through me. Whoever God is to me, God is through me. And so the thing is, when people leave my company, they need to go, man, yes, that was, that was energizing. That was, that was good. You know, people need to feel the love of God when they leave your, when they leave your vicinity. You know, so that's one of the questions that I ask myself. The next one is, how's my finances doing? Oh, the big F, finances. That's the first big F, right? How's my finances? Am I, being, am I tithing? Am I offering? Am I being wise with my finances? Or am I stingy? And I don't apply, the, I don't apply God's principles in my life because, hey, I'm, I'm nailing it, man. This is all me, myself, and I. Those are the kind of questions I ask myself. The next thing I ask myself is the next big F, how's my family doing? How's my wife doing? How's my kids doing? Are they limping? Are they okay? Because you're only as strong. You know that saying? As your weakest link. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And as a family, you're a family unit. And so your family needs to be okay. And it's our responsibility to make sure that our families are okay. And you can see who leads their families well. It shows. It shows in our kids. It's true. And the next one that I always ask myself is, how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I feeling? Am I okay? And so those questions that I ask myself is, that's what I use to give me an indication is, if I'm on track or if I'm missing it. Am I being obedient and connected or am I missing it? And those are handle, good, good questions to ask yourself. But some people look at those things and they go, I'm missing it here, I'm missing it there, I'm missing it here, I'm done. It's reality, I'm done. People fall into depression, marriages break up, kids go astray. Wheels fall off the bus. And, and many times, stuff happens like boom, 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 all at once. All at once. And it becomes too much to handle. And then people fall into depression. Quick story, and I'm sharing this with the permission of my wife because I'm a good guy. Taking care of our family. So in December... You know that God has been calling us to the UK and, and we've been on this journey trying to, you know, walk in the fullness of our call and things aren't panning out, man. The doors aren't opening up and we can't understand it and it's frustrating and we're in the passage and we're still in the passage and we're still there by the passage. We're still there. That passage sucks, man. I started drawing on the walls. No, I'm joking. <laughs> But we, in December, we were watching the show, and I won't mention what show it is, but we were watching the show, it's a series, and we quite enjoyed the show because it's got to do with everyday life and, and people and what they go through, and it's friends group and what they go through, and it's, it's been great. Season one, amazing, you know? Season two, 
starting to slide to the left. Season three, completely tanked, right? That's how they hook you, you know that, eh? Yeah, because you need to know what happens, but by season three or four, you're, you're seeing things that you shouldn't be seeing. It's a reality. And I can men- mention many shows, but I won't. And so this one episode specifically, this guy was, was, was telling his wife, um, he almost had an affair, and he wakes up in the morning, and he's just, there's no joy. There's no ambition. There's no nothing. He's numb. He's just got into his end. And then that night I had a dream. I had a dream that there was a demonic spirit that came out of that screen and attached itself to my wife. Right? That's a dream that I had. Can I tell you, from that episode on, for a few days my wife was in the darkest, deepest, dingiest pit that you could ever find. No ambition. She was upset, miserable, Seriously, she was. And look, we, we're stronger than those things, right? But luckily, luckily, my wife is, is a mature believer, been walking around for quite a while. She knew what to do. She knew that she had to renew her mind and go back to Jesus and go, this is not truth. This is not truth. This is not truth. You're the truth. You're the life. You're the way. The circumstances, you are. Right, And by doing that, she got herself out of that slope. And today she's smiling. She's been smiling for quite a while. right? But it's a reality. Right? People fall into those traps. They fall into that, that spits of despair. Because they look at those questions and go, it sucks. It's terrible. You know, in 2019, there was a study done in 2019. The stats for suicide, it's real. Huh? Suicide is real. Even in our family, my wife's husband committed suicide. It's real. My wife's, hus- my wife's father. <laughs> Thank you, love. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> In the passage. <laughs> so, so my wife's father committed suicide. So it's real, right? Auntie Karen, your husband committed suicide. And so in 2019, they found, look, there's 195 countries in the world. 195 countries in the world, right? Can I tell you that South Africa didn't disappoint? We made it in the top 10. Yeah, top 10. We were number 10, but we were there. Highest suicide rate in the world, 2019. That was before COVID. You know which country was the worst? Lesotho. Lesotho had the highest, highest suicide rate in the world, 2019, believe it or not. And so I'm saying to myself, that is tragic, right? But the thing is, if we base our life on the obedience and the intimacy with Christ, then it doesn't matter what happens around me, It shouldn't affect me because I know that God has got my back. Right? Like it says in Matthew. Can we go to Matthew? Have you got your Bibles? Come on, let's go to Matthew. You all know the scripture. Matthew 6, right from 31 to 33. This is what it says in the Word. It says, So don't worry about these things. 
saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. It dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. Last time I checked, I'm a believer. Last time you checked, you're a believer, am I right? It dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. And it says there, but your heavenly Father already knows all. Can we say all? All your needs. All your needs. And it says there, so the most famous verse, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything. Everything you need. He knows all your needs and he will give you everything you need. But what do I need to do? I need to live righteously. How do I live righteously? By being obedient and having intimacy with Christ. That's it. And out of that basis, out of that basis, what's going to happen? If I live like that, people are going to notice it in you. People are going to notice something different about you. Just like Potiphar noticed with Joseph, there's something special about this guy because he is successful in everything he does. So which means clearly that the Lord must be with him. And he got promoted. So Joseph didn't do it in his own strength. He did it with the Lord. And so that's what we say to guys. Hey, if you try and do things out of your own flesh, own will, own way, start good luck. Because you're going to prolong your time of getting to the promised land. I can tell you it now. And so, and what, what baffles me is that all these financial workshops and all these financial gurus and all these guys that are loaded and, and teaching people, the principles comes from here. Comes from the word. But yet we're spending thousands and, and traveling all across to meet with these guys to go sit at their feet and glean when we can just Open this up in the comfort of your home with a cup of coffee and study God's word and he will show you what to do. Come on. We make it so complicated, but it's actually so simple. If I have intimacy with Christ and I believe and I'm obedient because he knows all my needs and he will supply for everything I need. Come on. <laughs> so here's some, here's some pointers. Here's some pointers. Some, some three pointers and then I'll give you the last few tips, right? Some pointers. These are questions that you should ask yourself. And I, I really want to challenge you by doing this. It says, what positive change can you affect in your physical body this year? One change. One change. What physical change can you implement in your physical body this year? Why am I saying that? Because your body is God's temple. And he's giving you that flesh for a reason. And we need to look after it, isn't it? Yep. How many people in this room feel that they need to exercise? Come on, yes. Yeah, exactly that. Are we doing it? Some of us are, right? We try. Yes, we try. But here's the thing, right? So I've, I also, I love training. Training is part of my DNA. It's part of my lifestyle. I've, I love it. If I don't train for two or three days, I get irritable, Okay. It's like, it's just my way of having fun. It sounds terrible. Yeah, exercising and having fun. It is for me. So the one change that I've decided I'm going to do in my body this year is I'm going to implement more water intake and I'm going to try and cut out more fizzies. You know, I love fizzies, man. Coke, Fanta, Iron Brew, and Fanta. Dude, Fanta, the fun, finds you with that stuff. 
I'm telling you. And that, what the phantom, you know that blue one? Yo! That stuff's poison. It's like drinking spirits. <laughs> Seriously. So I've decided, and that's it, I'm, I'm done with fizzies. I'll have a fizzy over the weekend, right? Because I used to drink fizzy cool drink every single day, and by the liters. And, you know, my wife, yeah, she's like, devs, mm-mm, mm-mm. Water. Like, near my name. Yeah. I work hard. I train every single day. I work hard and I train every single day. So let me, let me, just, have my, let me just have my fizzies. But then, yeah, the Lord also convicted me over December. He's like, mm-mm. We need to bring water. So now I'm in water, okay? And I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, right. So what physical change can you do in your body? Because if you start looking after yourself, you start feeling better about yourself. It's true. If you start looking after yourself, you start feeling better about yourself. Your body releases endorphins. You feel good. You look good. You feel good. It's true. The next point is, what discipline am I putting in place in my spiritual life? So what am I doing this year differently for my spiritual life? What are you doing differently? So what am I doing physically? What am I doing spiritually? Am I doing a new Bible study? Am I doing a new devotional? What am I doing? How am I stretching myself? Am I going to step out this year and start giving people word? Come on. That's true. Because if you, change, if you stay where you are, guess what? You'll stay where you are. That's it. If you remain where you are, you'll stay there. And so Chris says something very profound, and I love it. He says, you'll be the same person in five years, except for the places you go, people that you speak to, and books that you read. Right? So how are we changing ourselves? The next point they say, what am I implementing in my family? What am I doing in my family? What change am I affecting in my family? So my two oldest kids are out of, is out of school now, right? So now it's a different ball game. What am I doing to aid them and help them? What am I doing with my youngsters? And how am I steering my family? Because I'm responsible for my family. So those are the kind of questions that I ask myself and that you should ask yourself. Because you can have all these financial plans. I'm going to be doing this and this and this. I want to say to you, if you trust God, yeah, sure, do your homework. But if you trust God, be obedient and have intimacy with Him and look after your family. I'm telling you now. Because if I invest what matters to God, He will invest what matters to me. That's true. If I invest in my flesh, Looking after it in my finances, in my family, right? My spiritual growth, he will invest in me. Because guess what? I'm preparing myself for the task to be utilized by him. And so, last few tips and then I'm done, right? Are you, are you guys ready? You ready? Are you sure? Are you, are you feeling comfortable in your new spot? Are you feeling comfortable? Huh? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I can see it now, next week Wednesday, hey devs, from Chris, what did you do? <laughs> Nothing, Chris, <laughs> right, so first tip, the first tip, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, it's a new year, new things, don't be anxious, right, it says there in Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And tell God what you need. And thank Him for all He has done. Why be anxious? The Lord knows all these things. And He's got my back. He's got your back. He created you for a purpose. 
The next thing is, number two, trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He's got this, right? I love that scripture. It says in Jeremiah 17 verse 7, it says, but blessed, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. And it says, and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Do you trust in the Lord? Do you trust in the Lord? Come on, then you should be blessed. The next one is, be consistent. Hey, some discipline. You have to have discipline, right? You've got to be consistent. When you're training, you've got to train even if you don't feel like training. I don't feel like doing quiet time. Suck it up, buttercup. Spend time with the Lord because He wants to spend time with you. Yo, but I don't hear anything. And? Spend time with the Father. Have disciplines. If you're going to put things in place, be disciplined and be diligent. Don't fizzle out. Saying, whoops, yeah, Lord, I tried it for three weeks. Shop. See you next year. 2024 is going to be my year. Right? No. The next one, anticipate change. Anticipate change. Because guess what, guys? You all came here this morning. You knew exactly where you're going to sit. And guess what happened? There was change. Even in our lives, right? God, we hear UK. We're trusting you, Lord. And it's not happening. And we're like, but why? And now we've got to live with all these other changes that's happening around our lives. But guess what? It doesn't mean that it's a failure. Because God is still busy working on our characters maybe somewhere in some sort or some way. Or equipping us because we might not be ready yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got to trust the process. Trust the process. Where's Chris Kuhn? That's it. Yeah, well done. Trust the process. Because he's got this. Right? The next one. Spend time with the Lord on a daily basis. You have to spend time with him. Because guess what? He gives you inside information. It's true. He shows you certain things. He leads you to certain people to go pray for them. He opens up a door for you. It is like that if you spend time with Him. Right. And the last one is don't be steered by your feelings. Can I tell you that? Don't be steered by your feelings. Because if your feelings, if your friends lie to you as often as your feelings does, they wouldn't be coming around much, isn't it? Sure. Because our feelings lies to us, man. And so we cannot be led by feelings. Because your puppy is going to lead you to chaos. I'm telling you now. And so what I do is every single day, one of the disciplines that I've implemented in my life, one of the spiritual disciplines that I've implemented, one of them is, is I declare the scripture over my life every single day and over my family. Psalm 128. Can I read it for us? And there's such power in declaring scripture. There's power in declaring scripture. It says, How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous will you be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless me from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May may you live to enjoy your grandchildren May Israel have peace. So what I do is I do the following. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. 
I will enjoy the fruit of my labor. How joyful and prosperous will I be. My wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within my home. My children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around my table. This is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless me from Zion. May I see Jerusalem prosper as long as I live. May I live to enjoy my grandchildren. May Israel have peace. That is what I declare over my family every single day. And it's a good, it's a good discipline. So what I say to you this morning, the roads to success is obedience and intimacy with Christ. That's it. Everything else feeds out of that. Everything else feeds out of that. Because in that, he's going to give you wisdom. In that, he's going to give you strategy. In that, he's going to give you favor. Just like Joseph. Because the Lord was with Joseph. And so I want to leave you with this final quote, this last quote. It says, we must remind ourselves that there is no victory without a battle. There's no testimony without a test. And there's no miracle with an impossible circumstance. Amen. Shall I pray for us? Lord, thank you, Father, for your goodness in our lives. I pray right now, Lord, that you spill the rain over us, that you give us fresh strategy, Lord, fresh direction, confirmation of what we're believing for, Father. I pray, Lord, that the enemy will not come and kill, steal, and destroy in our lives anymore, but, Father, that you will reign supreme. And in every single situation that we face right now, Father, we bring under the blood of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for miraculous miracles to take place in Jesus' name. There where we stuck, we pray, Lord, for open doors. Lord, there where we need advice, I pray, Lord, for wisdom, for biblical wisdom to come our way. And I thank you, Lord, for what's to come. And I speak blessing, favor, and peace over every single member here today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you.